I'm Jennifer Clare, and this is Kitchen Radio. This cooking podcast takes place in a different home kitchen every episode, where we cook up a dish my guest has always wanted to learn. Before I opened up a brick-and-mortar cooking school in New York City, all my teaching took place in my students' kitchens. Now, with a microphone in hand, I'm going back into their homes, so you have a chance to come along with me. Today I'm joining Ryan O'Neill in his condo kitchen in Newburgh, New York. Ryan is a contagiously friendly photographer and optician who manages my local uber-hip eyewear store, Luke's Optique. He also doesn't eat many meals at home, so I'm focusing on teaching him how to make a flavorful one-pan meal at the end of a busy day. In order to do so, we first had to dig an old wok out of his garage, which we scrubbed and scrubbed until it was clean enough to cook up a classic stir-fry. Listen in. When I was putting together this podcast, I was thinking of lots of different kinds of people and the, you know, their ages and stages of life and the kind of kitchens that they would have. And I thought you would be a fantastic person to come in and invade your home. You, you probably guessed right that I have a rough kitchen. Right. So do you remember we had a little pre-conversation about what you wanted to learn how to cook? Because oh, mm. we're basically starting from scratch here. You don't cook. Yeah. So I actually either have a frozen meal to eat yeah or i'm buying everything everything pre-made like oh yeah i'll just get anything to go right so right i think you had told me that your breakfast is a frozen burrito frozen burrito yeah. the egg burrito yeah. 88 cents from walmart um oh, God. <laughs> no, walmart is figuring prominently in the shopping habits of many of my <laughs> customers um so obviously expense is fantastic but it's just for me, I'm always on the go. I don't know how to cook. Okay. I've tried to educate myself a little bit, and I have like one or two meals I can prepare. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of, of meal prepping, but I just am falling short. Right. So I think our goal today was to try to get you some sort of protein, whole grain packed meals under your belt that you can make from scratch. Because I think when I did talk to you, you said that you have been known to saute turkey in a pan and just eat it With a straight from a pan. Skip the plate. Healthy. Right. So we're going to build on that idea and we're going to do... Um, Basically a fried rice or a stir fry, whatever okay. have you, with a, a lean protein. So we're going to do ground turkey. My favorite. Uh, lots of vegetables. And I want to teach you um, some different ways of cooking vegetables. So we're going to start with roasting vegetables. We've got broccoli, we've got carrots, red onions, ginger, and garlic. Uh, we want to make the food taste good, so we have lots of seasonings. Like mm. um, you wanted to do amino acids, which is great. It's a great soy substitute. Um, yeah. Sesame oil uh, and toasted sesame Toasted sesame oil and toasted sesame seeds, mm. just to boot. Um, so we're gonna get started. Ooh, those are, that squeaking in the back is uh, two of the cutest little dogs I've ever seen. Really One of them is biting on their their chewy toys. <laughs> so, so you also do CrossFit, so that's another reason you wanted to get healthy. Yeah, you can't I, get CrossFit at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and they tease me. I, they taste. They tease me there. I've been doing it since like pretty regularly since May. Yeah. And they're like, Ryan, you need to start eating more food. Yeah. Go oh, home and food. eat. Yeah. Go right. home and because I would just eat like two meals a day, I'd eat, like yeah. a frozen burrito and like a little frozen thing. I get like a a sandwich so or a salad. Losing weight. Y yeah, but at the same time, it just doesn't really. Your body kind of is like panicking. Right. Because it's you're expending so much energy. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to have some really nutritious raise my calorie and take a little bit and just be smart awesome. and not just dump trash into my body, right, which is no easier trash. to do. Trash free cooking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we uh, promote here. 
Okay, so we're gonna start with, we might have to give that shoe toy. Can we give it a rest or no? Yeah, I, I, I think. Oh, it's so cute though, I need to take it away. <laughs> this puppy is. I'm so is... sorry, there's definitely 400 puppies throughout the house. Oh. When I'm thinking of all the things that could go wrong with a podcast, the, shoe the... toy was not one of them. <laughs> all right, so before we turned on the recording, we did have to start the rice component of the stir fry because um, you bought brown rice, which was an excellent choice. If you're going to eat rice, you might as well have one. I'm trying to make at least a few food. good decisions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> However, it does take 45 minutes which is to cook, which is the entire length of this podcast. Um, so we started it before we, we hit record. So in here, in your beautiful, I'm going to call this Martha Stewart Green mm-hmm. pot, yeah. which you have a great set of. Uh, we have <laughs> two cups of brown rice, uh, a scant four cups of water, and a healthy pinch of the Himalayan pink salt. Yes. We brought it to a boil, turned it down to low, and we put a lid on it, and then we set the timer for 30 minutes. So at some point, the timer will go off, and that's when we will turn the heat off under the rice, off, and uh, just let it sit here for 10 more minutes. You need that final 10 minutes of cooking off the heat to make it absorb all of the excess water so it's nice and fluffy. Mm-hmm. If you cook it right to the end, like when it's done, meaning the rice... Uh, has absorbed all the water, you run the risk of burning the bottom of the pan. Okay. And before we went on record, I told you you should get a rice cooker, and I stand by that. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to look into that. Uh, <laughs> for appliances, it's a pretty worthwhile one. All right, so we have the oven preheated. We're going to do some roasting of vegetables. So this is a great technique to learn because you can roast really most any vegetable, and it's pretty unattended cooking. Unattended cooking is when you do a little bit of prep, and then you stick it in the oven or you put it on the stove and you don't do anything. Okay. So that'll freeze you up to do other things, either mm-hmm. other cooking tasks or, you know, like taking care of the dog, taking care of the dogs <laughs> or snapping some photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So let's start. We have a big, we have a matching green bowl. Everything here is the same sort of, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what green this is. We used to call it Martha Stewart green. I, like, I think it's a nice Tiffany blue. A Tiffany, so okay. It is a Tiffany blue green. So here's our bowl. So we're going to cut up Tarjay. broccoli and onions. So here's your tiny little knife. So broccoli, I just want to let you know, the broccoli stems mm-hmm. are totally edible. So I'm just really? going to take out, yeah, at the very bottom it's, it's dry, so we're going to take that off because that's unpleasant to eat, but the whole stalk is completely edible. So what I usually do with the stalk is just have you cut it in slices until you get up to the florets and then we can start cutting them into individual florets. Okay. So no waste. All right. You are left-handed. I am. I'm sorry. No, what are you apologizing for? (laughs) (laughs) It's how you were made. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. I made it to the florets. You did. Well, so you have three slices. I'd even do one more slice up. One more slice. Well, you got it. This was a saw? Okay. Yep, good. So put those in a bowl. Oh, now you're going to take this apart. I would just do it with your hands. Okay. And so break the floret into, but you have to make them slightly more um, even size. Like if they're all large, that's fine. But okay. since the, some of them are large and some are small, make sure you break the florets. What about these little leaves? So Those... these are, oh, these are broccoli leaves. Totally edible. Yeah. Okay. So when you, oh. broccoli is, the entire thing is edible. So when you, grow broccoli that they have huge leaves almost like cabbage leaves and you can eat those just like collard greens or spinach you saute them up but usually when you buy broccoli it doesn't have many leaves on it all right so you're doing exactly what i was going to tell you to do anyways which is when you cut a floret of broccoli you don't cut it through the top floretty tree part because they shred 
So okay. you, br you cut them through the stock and sort of break them apart. So you can maintain the integrity of your fullerette. Do I ever want to keep them as a solid uh, piece or do I always want to- You can, so you can roast you know, these in large florets. I just care that they're all the same size. When you're roasting, one of the most important thing is, is to have all of your vegetables the same size. They can all be large, they can all be small, but if oh. they're different sizes, then they're cooking at different rates and you're having completely different vegetables. Some are raw, some are overcooked. It makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, uniformity is the name of the game. Okay. So this is, you would do the same thing with potatoes, with carrots, um, with broccoli, zucchini, eggplant, uh, sweet potatoes, onions we're going to cut into wedges. But roasting or butternut squash is a good thing to roast. That sounds good. Yeah, so it's a good, and if you're going to buy a butternut squash, I'm going to tell you to buy the stuff that's pre-peeled. Can I cut that off? No. Oh, God. <laughs> He's trying to cut off the stem, folks. Just don't a lot let of stem. him. No, the stem is edible. Okay. Don't throw away food. You're trying to bulk up. You don't want to get rid of food. Okay, great. We have a nice big bowl of broccoli, florets okay. here. And now we're going to add an onion to it. First of all, for a couple of reasons. One, it's onions, delicious, roasted, gets really sweet. Um, it makes your breath fantastic. But when you, no, when you cook it, none of that is part of the equation. You don't have to worry about that. It's going to be... Uh, denuded, let's say. All right. So you have a little bit of a small knife for this giant onion, so I'm gonna help cut this in half. So we're cutting it through the root end. This is the root end at the bottom here. It's what holds all the layers of the onion together. So keep it on. If you cut it off, then all the rings separate and you have these thin slices of onion that just sort of burn in the oven. So I'm cutting a little bit off the bottom. You do this with the other half. Okay. And I'm peeling all the papery skin off until you get down to the actual onion that's edible. Because the paper, no matter how long you cook it, is never gonna... How do you know what the paper, like, what, when do you stop peeling? Because I feel like my issue is I always over peel the onion. So this like I keep, is... I get a little crazy and just keep peeling. You peel until it's sort of like this beautiful purple and it's, it's sort of squeaky. So I peeled off, the last layer I peeled off is very, you can see it's very papery. Yeah, here. this is papery. Yeah. So, and honestly, if you don't know, just peel one more layer. Okay. I mean. There we go, this is good. Yeah. Wait, I'm gonna peel one. Oh, I overpeeled. Overpeeling is not bad. That's not overpeeling, that's fine. Okay. We'll just cut a little bit off the top. Right? Yeah. Okay, so now you're gonna, you wanna cut these into wedges. So to cut an onion into a wedge just means you need to cut it into wedges, but through the root end. So see how down here the root end mm -hmm. is connecting all of the layers of the onion right here at the base? Yeah. So make sure whenever you make a little wedge, you cut outward, but you grab a little bit of the root with it. Okay. So see, now you have a whole piece of onion yeah. with you. I realize I should be snapping some photos for our listeners at home so they can actually see. Ryan that. is a photographer, actually, I mean, a professional one. So I do my best. We're gonna make him <laughs> do this. Previous to being an optician, he was a photographer. He's a, a man of many trades for a young age of only 27. That's pretty impressive. If only I could cook. Yeah. <laughs> That's next. That's what we're working on. All right. So did you cut the, here's a picture of the wedge. The wedge. All right, so you're gonna do that for the rest of the onions. Okay. Got it. You do it with that half and I'll do it with this half. Although, do you have another knife? Uh, I'm going to use a steak knife because this is a bachelor pad. I'm very sorry. <laughs> we got limited cooking supplies. Well, that's the, what I really love about in-home teaching is that the food all tastes the same. I could be using a fancy Wusthof knife and these roasted onions would not taste any better than if I'm using this very dull farberware <laughs> steak knife. <laughs> you made me feel really good, thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's true. 
But you're a photographer, you know, when you start, you got to like, you know, you start with a camera that does the job and then uh, okay. as you keep upgrading. That's a great point. Yeah. So. No, because like, I mean, it doesn't matter what your uh, your gear is, the gear just helps you make it faster or do it. Exactly. I mean, easier. with the camera, yeah. So you do want to make it easier ultimately because then you'll cook more. You're mm -hmm. not going to want to do what I'm doing here, treacherously sawing with a steak knife. Okay. But it gets the job done. All right, so and now we've got to- I've never cut an onion before. Yeah, and it's also, it's a red onion. So when you roast onions, I would always go for red, for okay. full, just because of the color. Right. The taste, you would not really know the difference at the end, but it looks nice. We've got the bright green cauliflower, I'm oh, sorry, it's broccoli mm -hmm. and the red onions. Okay, so roasting, that's the hardest part. Cutting right. up vegetables to uniform sizes. Now we just coat them with olive oil. Here, whoop, we've got the California olive ranch. Brand new bottle of oil. Yes. Open that up. Can I you're douse gonna, it? You're going to douse it. Yes. I'll tell you when to stop. But you basically want to coat it generously with olive oil because that's what's going to make this taste delish. That looks good. So I'm going to say that's about like. three tablespoons. Actually, give it a little more zhuzh. There we go. Okay. So toss it in this bowl. Okay. And then we're going to get a baking sheet out and you're just going to lay all of your expertly cut vegetables on this baking sheet. And we want to make sure they're not on top of each other because if vegetables are on top of each other, they steam instead of roast. So roasting is browning. I mean, that's what we want. All right, so you're laying them out on the baking sheet. So okay, now with your hands, you have to arrange them because especially with these onions, the cut side of the onion, you want it to be flush with the baking sheet because then it's going to brown beautifully. You're going to get a nice little caramelized onion. I'm getting already hungry. Oh, so. <laughs> Very excited about this. All right, looks good. Now we got to season. So I would say with, since we're going to season heavily with soy sauce and sesame oil and all that, this needs a very light seasoning. So the only seasoning that's mandatory in my book is what? Himalayan sea salt? Yes. yes. Or just salt. But okay, we so like I, the Himalayans. I, I it's know. actually not Himalayan sea salt. It's Himalayan salt. Oh, you're right. It's not from the sea. Yeah. It's a mined salt. Yeah. I. Yeah. But it sounds good. All right, so you're going to shake it on. How fast does it come out? No. Okay. Usually I do not like shaking salt from a sugar. In fact, I don't like it, so we're stopping. Sorry. Because you know, <laughs> because you can't even see where the salt is landing. It's true. It's too yeah. fine. So I'm gonna take, I'm gonna pour it out of the big slot so I have a whole big bunch in my hand and you're it's gonna, you, well, I'm not gonna put it all in here. You're gonna pick up salt from my hand and you're gonna sprinkle it on top. So use five fingers, pick it up, and you're gonna sprinkle with a wiggly wrist. Uh -huh. Beautiful. And then you get a lot more on and you can see it a little bit better. I. Truthfully, kosher salt is the best for seasoning because it's it's got a much bigger granule, so you can see it. So when you okay. season it, you're like, oh yeah, I put salt on that broccoli. Do I do more? Yeah, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna watch how generous I am. The, okay. I know. Most people under salt, especially at home, because I don't know why. Well, because if you over salt, you can't fix it. You can't fix it, but most people under salt, so that's not over salting. That's just well salted. Okay. That's my. Book I like salt. I'm gonna that. Well, salt, it's not to make things salty, it's just to make them taste more like themselves. I'm looking for a little dish so we can decant some of the salt. Have it in this measuring cup. That's probably the smallest dish I'll have. All right, we're gonna pour the salt in this quarter cup measuring cup. There we go. All right, so open up your oven, pop that in. It's at 375, and we're gonna set the timer for 30 minutes. Does it matter where I put it in the oven? I put it as close to the middle of the oven as you have. You don't have, you have, I'm not insulting your oven. This is not your house. It's a <laughs> rental property. But, you know, the most basic, you know, frigidaire oven. There's no convection. It probably doesn't retain heat very well. So 
keeping it in the middle is your best bet. All right. Because All right. it doesn't matter. You don't know where the heat source is coming. Actually, for this one, it looks like it's coming from the bottom. So just keep it in the in the center there. So this is the first time you've roasted vegetables in this oven. Correct. So it's 375. If it takes a really long time to roast these vegetables more than 30 minutes, then you'll know for next time you need to up it to 400. Everyone's oven is different. Should I set this timer? Yeah. Okay. So we've got the stove oven 30. going. And yeah. now, no, you don't turn the microwave on. <laughs> <laughs> well, this microwave. The microwave timer's <laughs> awesome. So until I got here, Ryan said he would keep the microwave on for the whole time that it was timing just to use the timer. But I have showed him that you can actually uh, start the timer without actually starting the oven. I'd like to imagine I know what I'm doing, but I do not. <laughs> All right, so we've got the onions and the broccoli roasting. So that technique, I feel like, will serve you well because okay. that that what we just did with the broccoli and the onions isn't different than any other vegetable that you're, you know, that you would be cooking. You're cutting into bite-sized pieces. What? You didn't wash what? The veggies. I washed them. Oh. Ryan is whispering to me that he didn't wash the vegetables. I just rinsed the broccoli crown. They call that a crown. Okay. And the onion we yeah. peeled. Yeah. So we didn't have to. You don't have to wash okay. once you've removed all the others. But I, that is such a good, good thing to know. Okay. Okay. What are we doing next? We're doing. We're gonna cut up some carrots because we're gonna um, stir fry some carrots. So we actually you can roast carrots too, but I think we'll try. A, we'll try sautéing for these. So you don't have a vegetable peeler, so we're gonna use a knife as our sort of our blade. To, to scrape the oh look the at skin. that yeah we're, no it looks beautiful there's nothing to be sorry about so you'll use this okay your knife scrape off the what am I scraping off you're just scraping off it's not even really skin so much as just sort of the exterior layer and it just sometimes it's a little bitter and not sweet carrots are sweet so the outside a really fresh carrot from the farmer's market you would never peel because it's going to be sweet all the way through but this is an old carrot you know, it's been mm -hmm. in the supermarket for months. So the outside is just not going to taste so good. So it's good just to relieve, you know, relieve it of that layer. Fun fact, they do nothing for your eyes. So. Oh, <laughs> and you would know. Wait, I thought vitamin A. Vitamin A is not good for your eyes? It was originally a, um, it has to do with World War II, that they were saying the reason that they had such good vision while they were flying planes was because they ate their carrots. And it was just a whole ploy. It's a whole deep thing I read about. Well, vitamin A is not bad for you. No, so it's it may not give you. you know, that's why carrots or bunnies have good vision. <laughs> All right, so no, we're peeling that. Just set it aside. Let's peel the other. Let's okay. just do two more, and then we'll cut those up. And then we'll cut up. So we're gonna move on to knife skills here. Next, so we've got some garlic to mince, some carrots to slice. And some ginger to mince. Very juicy. It is a juice. It's spring <laughs> carrot juice all over that. the all over my arm. Sorry. <laughs> all right, so we have we're gonna be cooking most of the food in here in this wok that I spotted in Ryan's garage when I walked in. <laughs> I had all intentions of using it one day. <laughs> and we were going through his pots and pans and we couldn't quite find anything big enough to make a stir fry. And I was like, didn't I see a wok in your garage? And he's like, yes. <laughs> there is a wok. So we have resurrected this wok. That's why it's good to have a garage. You just put things in there. I'm doing three. Is that okay? I think you said yeah. two. Sorry. Two more. This is such a normal life skill that I feel like I should know how to do, and I don't know how to do it. It's weird. Right, well, so 
People learn cooking from a variety of sources. Usually, I don't want to be sexist here, but usually they're mothers, unless they have a father who was more dominant in the kitchen. Um, or, you know, from a friend, or when you go out on your own, you just have to sort of experiment, or you have to have somebody take you under their belt. But it's true, if you don't have any of, if you're not around other people cooking, and you live in a city where you can access food so easily. Yeah. I mean, my mom, I know she wasn't a good cook when she started. She told me her first meal she made for my dad, she made beans. Yeah. She forgot, to turn, the, she forgot to turn the stove on. <laughs> so she just <laughs> served him cold beans and he was eating it and he was like smiling. Like, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and she's like, that's really sweet. <laughs> but I, I, I like to imagine she got a little better, but. Um, she never really showed me too much to cook, so. Oh, well, I, I'm glad you're on it, because it's true, it's not, it's, it's healthier, it's cheaper, and it's a good life skill, because then you can invite people over to your home. Which not is something I've always kind of dreamt about doing, yeah. it's like, oh, come over for a date or something, like, let's yeah. make some food, but I would be like, popcorn! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's going to be the stir-fry date. Alright, so we've got our, we've got our, um, shaggy carrots here, which look a little shaggy from the scraping. All right, so we're going to cut off the top and the bottom, and then we're going to cut this on the bias. So a lot of times when you make stir fries, um, in Asian cultures, they, the, the shape and the size of the vegetables is really important for a visual. It's not going to taste different if it's a coin as opposed to cutting it. Like if you cut it straight or you cut it at an angle, it's still going to taste the same, but it will look nicer. So I'm cutting it like at a 45 degree angle. And see, this is the, these are called carrot coins. So you're going to take a take picture. A picture. Yeah, so we can see here. And they just look nicer. Right. And they're a little bit easier to cut, I would say, on the diagonal. Et voila. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so you're going to do that with your knife. And that will be part of our stir fry. So with stir fry, you want to make sure that your vegetables are small because you cook them quickly over very high heat. So they shouldn't be too thick. They shouldn't be too big. Um, you want everything to be bite-sized and all the same size. So when it cooks in the hot oil, it cooks quickly, and then you've got dinner faster. Mm. All right, so you're gonna hold, you're gonna hold your knife, and then you're gonna. Oh, you're, oh, sorry, you're totally. You yeah. are the other way. Oh shoot! So you're holding with your right hand, yeah, and you're cutting with your left. Zero. So cut a little bit thinner. No, no. <laughs> I just want them to be thinner because remember we're stir frying. So stir frying is hot, quick, hot and quick. So everything has to be small accordingly. There you go. Nice, nice diagonal pair of coins. Yes. Okay. Uh, these are just... And you're going to upgrade to an actual chef's knife, which I'm going to show you. I should have brought one, but I I don't know what I was thinking. Oh! Whoops. It's not the best knife. <laughs> it's not. So instead of cutting straight up and down, I want you to cut at a diagonal. It's a little bit easier to cut if you cut yeah. tip down first, mm. as opposed to doing it like a guillotine. <laughs> it's true. If you cut it at an oh, angle, yeah. that's how a knife is designed is to go down and then forward. Huh. But you're also working with not a great knife. So the fact that you're doing such it's a good job <laughs> is a testament to your knife skills. So using the right tool, like using a big, heavy stainless steel chef's knife just makes cutting easier and faster. So I'm left with this ugly little end piece. Right, well you can throw that in the trash, but I hate to waste, so I'm just gonna cut it up into smaller pieces. Okay. Okay, so do let's do one more carrot, and okay. then you can snack on the other one. Like. Okay. So when did you start doing CrossFit? So I started CrossFit um, 
officially in January because I was in the process of casting for the real world. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and You're was, so just beacon is despondent. We almost had Ryan going to be on the new, is it like the redux of the old real world? Like yeah. Started doing it again. Yeah. Facebook bought it. And, um, he was going to be on the, this first season and he was an alternate and we were just waiting for him. I was, oh. it was close. It was yeah. very close, but I was like freaking out. Cause I was like, all of a sudden, I became very You're like, aware. I might be on national television. <laughs> international. Oh it, was, it was the first time I went international. So I was like really freaking out. I was like, I need to lose weight. I need to get in shape. All these things. <laughs> look at my hair. I was just like, <laughs> never became more self-aware in my life. And, um, well, you look fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I have to thank locomotive and beacon another right. plug to beacon. Yeah. Um, the CrossFit gym. And they really helped me out. Um, and I love that you have all these mamas there telling you how to eat. Yeah, exactly. Taking care of you. Um, and because my first thing to do is like when I used to diet, I used to do like Pilates and yeah. bar and uh, normal gym things. And I would just, they would tell me like, cut your calorie intake to a thousand. Right, right. And this is the opposite. This is, they're like, you need to eat real eat. food stat. See, to me, that is the right kind of exercise yeah. where they, where they encourage you to eat. Yeah. To I, replenish everything you're burning off. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. But yeah, so I've been doing that really consistently since uh, I would say May, awesome. but like started in January. Okay. Yeah. So, and I think we are, we are going to see you on season two. I don't, <laughs> know how, I don't know how they passed you up. You're like the perfect real world fellow. And then you can show them all your culinary skills. That, uh, Maybe uh, that's why you're on. Gonna, <laughs> you didn't make it to the season because you like, didn't The kid can't cook. There's no way we can put them in a house. <laughs> now they're not going to be able to resist you. No. Um, all right. That's going to be enough carrots for us. Okay. I'm over carroting. So. You're not. I just, I, I feel bad that you're torturing yourself with this. This knife here. All right, so let's move on to our next knife skill. This is a much easier one. This is mincing. You do this with things you want to cut into tiny little pieces, but they don't have to be a certain size or shape. So that was just slicing okay. your carrots. So with garlic, this is a beautiful head of garlic you bought, I must I, say. I, I picked it. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. usually when you pick up a head of garlic, there's some sort of green in it. All right, so that's the, the buzzer for our rice. Okay. So normally when I get garlic, I get this, which is... Uh, Oh yeah. The pre-chop. Okay, let's jar. talk about this. We hate this stuff. <laughs> what? We... I love that stuff. No. Okay. I'm going to tell you why you don't love this stuff. Why? Because it has phosphoric acid in it. Why do you want that? What's that? It's a preservative. So oh. just chop up fresh garlic. <laughs> because truthfully, garlic takes, let's say it might take 30 seconds at the most to chop up garlic. So you're saving 30 seconds only by buying this hideous stuff pre-chopped in a glass jar. So is that getting thrown away? I'm going to throw it away because, you know, you can keep this jar of garlic, you can keep this jar, I'm going to empty the garlic out of it, <laughs> but you can chop your own garlic, put it in here and cover it with olive oil. And it's exactly the same thing, except it's actually delicious garlic. No, I, I am totally, I'll, I'll, I'll support that. I'm sorry. I'm definitely. <laughs> there we go. Um, Unfortunately, it's been half used, so I know how much. So actually, before I dumped it, I should have had you smell the difference because that's just, to me, it smells, oh, shush. I think you press. Thank you. you I'll show you how to use that fancy fridge. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this pre-chopped garlic in a jar smells medicinal. Yeah, it does. But you don't want that. Oh. Garlic is not medicinal. Let's crush this garlic so you can smell what it is. So take this olive oil bottle and slug this garlic clove. Do you want to crush it? No, Wait, just you can oh. use the bottom of it. Like just hit, hit slam it? it? Yeah. 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 That's Stop. It. Okay. okay. Next one. 
You're too strong. Stop. <laughs> so you just want to crush it because see how you break the tension between the skin and the garlic clove? So the, the skin comes right off. It's very easy. Okay. So dump that. So take the skin off that one. Okay. Next time, only give it one kind of club with the okay. bottom of the I olive oil. I just bludgeoned it. You did. <laughs> but now you're sort of halfway there. So the only part of the garlic you don't want to eat is this little woody tip at the bottom. So cut that off. See, that's what's nice about the jars. I already cut that off. Okay. <laughs> right. So you're going to mince this up, and it's going to smell and taste a whole lot better. Mincing. All right. So your left hand. No, pick up your knife. Okay. All right. And then you're going to put the other hand here on the knife, and you're going to go up and down. There you go. Yeah. It's a little bit harder because your knife is, you don't have a big handle. Yeah. But you're going to go back and forth as much as you can. And it doesn't have to be that's that's. Small. So that's as small as it needs to be. So you're going to push that knife across it, you know, 20 different times just to chop it down. And that's it. You're done. This is Voila! Good. Really? Yeah. But there's big chunks. That's okay. Because okay. we're cooking it. If they're too small, they burn really fast. So yes. Goodbye, Spice World chopped garlic. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, actual delicious garlic. Everything's looking so nice. Smell. Oh, yeah. It smells like real garlic. Yeah. That's not... I like things that make life easier, but pre-chopped garlic and phosphoric acid, not my favorite. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We were so busy with the garlic that I forgot to deal with the rice. So the timer went off. So I'm going to turn the rice off. It's been simmering for about 30, 35 minutes. Turning off the rice, but I'm not going to lift this lid. If I lift this lid, all this precious steam is going to come out. So I just turned the heat off underneath the pot. And I'm going to let it sit for 10 more minutes. That There's so much heat still trapped up in the pot that it's actually, the rice is still cooking, even though I've turned off the heat. Okay. So 10 minutes of steaming, then we'll um, take out the lid and we'll fluff it. Um, anyways, we're going to pause for a second while I reorganize our kitchen. We'll be right back. Let's uh, let's talk about what happened in our 20 minutes of, of, uh, <laughs> of downtime. Um, timer went off and we took the rice off the stove, let it sit for 10 minutes, and then we fluffed it with a spoon. Now we have some nice... Look over here, our fluffy, steamy brown rice. My eyes got itchy from the onions. I cut. Right. So he was. <laughs> Ryan kept rubbing his eyes, and I was like, "What's going on?" And uh, it turned out that the onion fumes were still on the board from when we cut up the onions. So we we washed the whole board. Does it feel better? Oh, I'm fine. Okay, good. good. Yeah. So when you, if you still are itchy, your eyes, and there's no onion in sight, uh, you got to wash your board and your knife. Um, and then we also took out our vegetables out of the oven, so they're all nicely. Uh, roasted, yeah, they look beautiful. Nice frizzled uh, broccoli. Yeah, you're gonna eat one. It's good. It's kind of like a kale chip almost. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's really good. So wow. broccoli, yeah. Wow. I'm gonna eat another one. What did we do? All we did was toss oil and salt and brown <laughs> <That's> it. <so laughs> good. Here, have another one. Okay. <laughs> broccoli, I love roasting because the, the little florets get all crispy right at mm -hmm. the top. All those little um, buds. So good. So you like carbs. It tastes like carbs. Well, it looks like bread. You know, it's like it gives you that crunch right. that you need, like that people like die from. Like that's why they have pizzas and whatnot. Right. So that's a good carb substitute. Yeah. For like, frizzled like broccoli. Chips. Yeah. Okay. So let's start the base of our stir fry. We're gonna heat up the pan, put some uh, olive oil in it, and we're gonna cook the um, the turkey first. Okay. Then we will push it off to the sides. We'll cook the actually. You know what? I take it. I take it back. We're gonna cook the carrots first. Because believe it or not, it's gonna take longer to cook those carrots because they're so dense than it's gonna to take to cook the turkey. Yeah. Right, so, so we're on high? We are, yeah, because it's a walk. So we're gonna to try to cook this fast, fast, fast. Fast, 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 okay. Oil? Don't panic. Okay, so you're gonna put the olive oil in the pan. Actually, 
We will use that olive oil, unless you have another oil. Coconut oil. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Because the reason I say that is because extra virgin olive oil has a low smoking point, and we're about to smoke this. You know, it's funny you say that. I was going to ask about smoking points. Yeah, so I love sautéing things. I was not going to ask about smoking points. Well, and this coconut oil is great for you, and oh, this is unrefined, so it smells just like coconut. It's fabulous. And actually, I don't use coconut spoil a lot because it has a coconut flavor, but for this particular meal, coconut makes perfect sense. Okay. Okay, so let's get a stir-frying spoon. What do you get here? What's that? I don't know, uh, a wooden spoon, a plastic spoon, I love something. that work. What? I actually got a bunch of those from for, for Christmas, and I never... And you love the eyeglass store? Yeah, I hope she never listens to this video. That really doesn't make any sense. All right, well, we are going to use this That's ladle. Sweet. Okay, a ladle. Only, this is literally the only cooking utensil you have in this whole kitchen, is a plastic <laughs> ladle. Because everything is at the eyeglass store, which makes Wait, no sense. Wait, there's that spatula. What spatula? This. Or too tiny. You won't, you'll burn your hand. All right, we're gonna use, I've never made a stir fry with a ladle. Okay. We're gonna do it here. <laughs> All right, so you gotta dig some coconut oil out of here, like a good two tablespoons. Okay, I'm gonna use this spoon because I ran out of spoons. Don't, no, just wash it. What? You're wasting paper towel. He's cleaning a spoon off of the paper towel. That's how you clean it. That's how you clean it in, in a sink. And then I you dry it on this. Badly. You dry it on this on this uh, kitchen towel. It will I, I think not, I know why you selected me for this. Okay. Not, you haven't. Is that enough? It. Yes. Dump it in. One. Okay. Another one. Yeah. I love. But take it off with your finger. There you go. Okay. Sweet. Ooh, that's a lot of fat, but I, I, I like a lot. Of fat. Okay. Good. Yeah. It's good for your cross fitness. You're gonna take your carrots and you're gonna throw them in there. I'm gonna turn the heat back up. We're gonna do some serious wok cooking. So, yeah, nice frying sound. Okay. Take your ladle. Ladle. <laughs> and you're gonna move it around. So the wok is designed this way with these high sides so you can constantly agitate them. These sides get really hot. So you're, even though they're not all on the bottom of the pan, yeah. you're cooking them when you push them up on the sides as well. So Are you happy to have a wok? Yeah. I'm really happy this I bought this now. <laughs> I feel like of all the utensils, this is gonna be a lifesaver. <laughs> and this is a great way to make stir fry. It's okay. a really big vessel. You can move things around. You can cook a lot of food. Do I just keep doing this? Yeah. But think about it like if you ever peek your your face into the uh, Chinese restaurant. To the Chinese yeah. restaurants in the windows and you see them cooking there. They're always like flipping the wash or the stir. Everything's really fast, rapid, fast cooking. So after we cook these for a couple minutes, we're going to add our ginger. Okay. Now? Then we're going to add the the um, the, the uh, ground turkey, and when that's all cooked, then we'll add the garlic. We add the garlic right at the end. Do you know why you cook add the garlic at the end? Because it's small and it's going to burn. It's going. It's not because it's small, but it just burns. So ginger is not going to burn as much as garlic. So I can add the ginger. The ladle now. was pretty helpful. The to ladle. Stick that into. You know what? <laughs> it's possible that that is the right stir fry. <laughs> Food. Oh, it smells good. I smell coconut Ooh, yeah. and ginger, which Ooh. gets you all excited. Yeah. Beautiful. I guess I'm not going to go to Chili's tonight. No. Go to Chili's. <laughs> I noticed Chili's is around the corner. Chili's is so close. <laughs> so yeah, when you oh, eat sorry. out, where are you eating? Um, honestly, I, I eat a lot in Beacon. Um, 
eat a lot of Deacon bread or Myers Old Dutch just because of it. I'm oh, all about burgers. such good burgers. Yeah. I'm, I'm all adding the ground turkey. Awesome. I'm all about convenience because yeah. like I work so much and when I'm working, I, I don't really get a break. I know. It took us like two months to find a date where we could do this yeah. together. All right, so move this around. We got okay. the ground turkey in there. Oh, you've got two spoons going. You've got a ladle and a spoon. The ladle's Double-handed <laughs> walkery. <laughs> I'm glad this isn't video. They'd be like, what is that T-Rex doing? <laughs> it looks good. I like your I like your technique there. Classic ladle, teaspoon, double action. I'm even gonna turn your, your walk up higher. Wow. Okay. So I have it just so you know, it's like between the six and five. So when you do it, don't do it less than that. Do it fast. See, I, I, like, I remember when I was younger, when, when I first moved out of my apartment, I used to make bacon and eggs, oh. and I would turn the heat all the way up, and I would smoke out the apartment every single time. And my yeah. roommate would be like, what are you doing? You're, <laughs> you're well, like, because you were cooking at too high a heat? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is, we were cooking in pretty high heat, but I don't, I don't see any smoke going around. You're doing some good contained cooking. I always, you know, if that happens, you can do the, the, uh, fire detector out of your kitchen because that's always a yeah. danger so you can this chicken is or this turkey is almost cooked so it goes it's pink when it goes in the pan and then it turns tan when it's cooked okay. so once all the pink is gone we will just add the garlic and then we'll fold in our roasted onions and broccoli and then we'll do the final seasoning so the final seasoning will be the amino acids or the soy a little bit of sesame oil and a sprinkle of sesame seeds i actually brought a little bit of cilantro i had some leftover cilantro in my fridge so we can do that too, just for some greenery. And then we will take a taste. I'm gonna find a plate for you. Somehow this has quieted down our walk, even though it's on high, but I think it's the moisture from the, the turkey. It's cooling it. Almost. Okay. You can always get a job at a Chinese restaurant if it doesn't work out for you <laughs> in the eyeglass world. Or if it doesn't work out for you in the real world. <laughs> How did you know that it was cooked? I don't know. I've been cooking a long time. Just, they just the color of them. I just yeah. poke them with a knife. Yeah. So they're not, they still have a little integrity to them. They're not too soft. Okay. Alright, dump in your garlic in. Stir fry that up. With your ladle. Your ladle-ish. Okay, so now we're garlic. So garlic at the end, although it's that garlic is not gonna burn because see all that moisture in the bottom of the pan? That's yeah. all the moisture that came out of the turkey while it's cooking. Okay, um, healthy fats. Yeah, right? I mean, that's not even fat, that's just liquid. What? It's not turkey, that's not turkey fat. That was very lean turkey. All the fat that's in there is from the coconut oil. Oh. So there's not any turkey fat. That was very... Really? Usually, because when you look at ground meat, if it has lots of white chunks in it, that's fat. But it oh. was, that was all pretty much 100% pink. Okay. And they usually don't add extra fat to ground turkey because people are buying tur ground turkey because they want to be healthier. They want to have a leaner, you know, that's protein. Alright, that looks fantastic. So, why don't you, while it's still cooking, scrape some of these onions and broccoli in. My ladle. <laughs> Very handy. Don't, yeah, don't touch that. You can use your hands. This looks 
good. It's got orange, green, purple. This is looks really good. good. So I haven't salted, I salt everything, but I haven't salted the ground turkey and carrots yet because we're going to be adding the amino acids and those are salty. They are, yeah, I remember that. Okay. All right. Guess what? You're what? done. Really? Yeah, look. It's beautiful. That's crazy. All right, so we're going to turn off the heat and we're going to season it off the heat. It doesn't need to really be on to add your soy. So I'm going to hand you your, your bottle of aminos. Mm -hmm. Let's do about two tablespoons worth. If you want to measure, that's fine. Otherwise, you can eyeball. This is a tablespoon? Well, sort of. That's a teaspoon. Okay, here. Oh. Use this. Two full things of this. Two full things of this. Two. So when I say two, I mean to the top. So do oh. another one. You're only doing it like halfway. No. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's okay? Yeah. All right, awesome. And then let's do a zhuzh of... This is toasted sesame oil. Smell this. It's to me that wow. smells like... like vanilla almost. Right? It does have a vanilla. Yeah. But it's a very warm, wonderful, rich smell. So let's do a tablespoon of the toasted. And toasted sesame oil is never cooked. It's so volatile because it's toasted, so it will burn very quickly. So drizzle that in. So you always do that at the very end. And this is a zhuzh. It is a zhuzh. Okay. All right, so let's get some spoons. We're going to take this. Actually, we're going to get some forks. I'm delighted to see that you have forks. So we're going <laughs> to... I'm going to taste it first because I want your reaction to be the best. So I'm going to see if I want to add any more amino because I think it might need more salt. I always think everything needs salt. Mm, that is good. Yeah? All right, you eat. do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want... I want to eat all of this. <laughs> Wait, uh. You could even eat it with a spoon because then you get more of the juice at the bottom. Oh, don't hurt yourself. That was hot. <laughs> that needs to be in the class. Blow on the food before you eat it, guys. Please. Just a tip. Especially when you take it out of a walk. Oh my God. That That's is, so good. That is so good for a garage walk. That's so good. I'm so glad we cleaned this thing out. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. And actually, I know we just ate it straight out of the walk. We did make this rice to eat it over. Mm -hmm. So we can plate it and we'll take a picture of it for all of our friends at home. But again, so that's a lot of food. Well, I don't know. Is that a lot of food for you? I feel like I could eat all of that, but I'm probably yeah. wrong. <laughs> I think that's two meals worth. But again, you're yeah. cross training. So <laughs> possibly you have to eat more calories yeah. um, than me. But we're going to but you're also going to eat this with a bed of rice for some more carb, you know, yeah. for you. All right, we're gonna mind. sign off here. So I'm. Thank you for inviting me to your house and letting me come in. Thank you so much. I really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Now I can cook. <laughs> Yay! And now you can eat that. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Kitchen Radio. If you're interested in today's recipe, you can find that and more at homecookingny.com. Just click on the podcast link. There you can ask me any of your culinary questions or even pitch yourself as a future guest. And when you find yourself in New York City, please join us for a cooking class at Home Cooking New York, our cooking school in downtown Manhattan. Until next time, toodaloo!